0: Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Timer podcast for round 19, 2023. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who has been fired as venue manager at Marvel Stadium. It is Adam good
1: uh, G'day Michael, Good day, Junk Timers. What a fantastic weekend of footy we had, but we start again with bad news that I've lost my job down at Marvel and I fucking love that gig, man. <laughs> it's just, it was one of the best things I've ever had to do, you know, um, what I love is that we got two extra screens in. I was busy over the weekend, man. There's four screens running at once. And some of the most uh, inane statistics that I get to put up on that screen just mm-hmm. used to make me so proud. Yep, yeah, yeah. Like when we're 33 seconds into the game to put up who's had the most disposal. Sometimes someone had had two. For and sure. it was just... You just look. I, I'll, I'll miss those times.
0: Uh huh. Yep, for sure. I mean, I desperately need to know inside fifty is about a minute and a half into the first quarter.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like you know, at the first um, stoppage, I would put that there no one had had a tackle uh-huh. across the whole game, which is unbelievable. A minute into a game, but it was just you know. I think the just reason why proud. fans
0: appreciate it though, because if you hmm. can get those stats out there, forty-five seconds into the first quarter, you know if your team switched on for the day.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. You know what's coming up. Uh, The other thing that I had to work while I was there, because that's the thing, like I got in trouble because I left the roof open over the weekend and we'll Mm. get to that in a sec. But there's a lot of stuff that I've got to do as the venue manager at Marvel Stadium. Like that music doesn't turn up itself to 170 decibels. Uh I am running the fader on that. Yep, yep, for sure. You're big on that. Yeah, like if I see people who are talking to each other and it doesn't look like they're yelling, uh-huh. I'm fucking pumping that up a little bit. <laughs> if I see a child that doesn't have headphones on, it's going a little bit higher. <laughs> you know? And then there's a lot of stuff that I've got to do uh, within games. Like after a goal, you think those lights just turn themselves
0: on? No. Off? Bloody hell, you're like an octopus. It's like you got mate, eight arms.
1: Mate, there's 300 switches in there and I'm fucking <laughs> flicking them all on. It's fucking nightmare. And then, obviously, during the breaks, you think, oh, Rosie would get some respite, you know, once the quarter time hits. No. Nice. I have to choose whether it's Bongo Cam, mm-hmm. is it the Bucket bo- Bucket Boogie, is it Oblivious Cam? There's so many things to talk about. I've got to liaise with the, the camera people and go, mate, you've got to find a fuckwit who doesn't care and knows that he's on screen. Yep. And then we'll start the clock, mate. Well,
0: you got to just find some bloke on his phone trying to, f- mm. trying to get the, you know, just uh, text his wife. Yep. And uh, you've got to put the camera on him and for hopefully for 10, 15 seconds he doesn't move. And we
1: all get to laugh at that fucking idiot. We get to laugh. Because, you know, there's times when after seven seconds someone looks up and mm-hmm. waves and then everyone's like, well, that's fucking ruined my day at the footy. Yep, for sure. You know, you see you see people streaming out of the ground at three quarter time and you think, oh, their team's going badly. No, it's because Oblivious Cam blew up at six seconds. <laughs> And they're just fucking embarrassed. So anyway, after all that, on Saturday night, after the West Coast Carlton game, before the St Kilda North game, on the Sunday, I thought I'll fucking chill out a little yeah, bit, right? So what I like it. to do is um, it was going to be uh, a clear night, so I knew I could see the stars. So I like to fucking pop a few edibles, Michael. Okay. Lie in the middle of the ground. Uh-huh. Look up, look up at Ralph the roof, and then just hit the little clicker that opens Ralphie up, and I just watch the stars, mate. It's like my own personal planetarium.
0: Now, do you have the lights on? Do you have the lights off?
1: Look, they start out a little bit. Uh, it depends on what I've taken.
0: Yeah. How how loud is the music? Do you put on a bit of uh, smoke Again? on the, smoke Again, on the water or something?
1: Too- you see, no, no, no. See, you've got it all wrong. See, if it, it's it's the lights are flying. If I've had a couple of caps, you mm-hmm. see, yeah. and the lights and the music are pumping, and then I'm dancing around. Uh-huh. I don't usually, I don't usually open the roof for that.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: but after a couple of edibles, I kick back. Yeah, maybe chuck on some Floyd. Look at the stars and just go, man, wh- how insignificant are we? You know, it's just like well, I've been, there could be. Yeah. I, when I lay there, I just go,
0: "How many other Marvel stadiums are there out in the universe?" You know what I mean? Do you think? Uh, do you think p- to open Ralph the roof? Mm. We haven't talked about Ralph for a while. Mm. But do you think it's just one button? Do you think you just push one button and Ralph opens, or do you think it's a a sequence of buttons?
1: No, I reckon it would be
0: the one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so because it's like I'm I'm just equating it, and this is maybe completely ridiculously simple, but the sunroof in my car is just hit this one switch.
0: Sure, sure. You're comparing the sunroof in your car to a <laughs> yes. billion-dollar stadium. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it'd be two, wouldn't it? I imagine it'd be open and closed. Because if you get in... Yeah,
1: but I, I reckon it would have, like, um you know, like a cover on it so you can't accidentally be talking to someone and put your hand up against the wall. Sure. Like you're chatting someone up and just... I'd oh. be like, what's that fucking noise? Oh, I
0: mean, I mean, if that happened in a final. I mean, that's the worst case scenario. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'd be great. So, yeah, I'm thinking it's a couple of switches if it if it is happening. But, you know, the other thing as I was laying there in the middle of the stadium and just looking at, you know, the, as every time a star flashed, I thought that is a Marvel stadium somewhere out in our fucking galaxy. Oh, uh, yep. And someone's just kicked a goal in whatever game they yep. play and they're flicking the lights on and off at that stadium.
0: Uh, there is something about Marvel. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm very sorry that you don't have your job anymore, but there is something. Maybe, maybe it is because the roof is shut, but it does feel like the, the music is just fucking incessantly loud there. And I don't understand why it needs to be so bright and bubbly and loud and I, I just don't get why when you need to have to shout just to have a conversation with a friend about how fucking shit your football team's going.
1: Yeah, I mean it has changed And, and uh, yes it is louder at, the, at Marvel than it is at the G Just because it uh, doesn't escape mm. But you know the other thing uh, It's so fucking cold there When I went to the Carlton Port Adelaide game there the other week And it just Because it's just a concrete fucking jungle yeah. And I know the MCG is as well But it's just I don't know whether it's the design And the way the air comes in or something But fucking hell it was freezing that day
0: Maybe the, d- the design of the MCG Maybe there's a few more windbreaks and stuff like that um, yeah, I
1: think there might be at the back, because it's sort of like where you walk in, you basically just walk straight into the stadium mm. at um, Marvel, whereas the MCG, you got the buffer of the MCC.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if you warm yourself up, mate, go to the carvery at Marvel Stadium. Get yourself yeah. a nice little lamb or beef roll. <laughs> Delicious little treat.
1: So anyway, I left it open, and things got a little bit dewy overnight. I mean, I was dewy. You know, didn't see Ross Lyon giving a fuck about me.
0: You were moist as, mate. I was moist as. It's <laughs> the title of my new book. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and so Ross Lyon has blamed uh, St Kilda, who have um, basically won one game in like the last seven. He has blamed their deplorable skills Yeah. on me leaving the roof open. Said it was like a cake of soap and it was an ice skating rink and... He doesn't like Marvel because it's got no give. Uh, then he's blaming the car park underneath. I mean, he had a whole host of fucking issues for his shit team just beating the 17th place
0: team. Well, he had a phone call with the football operations boss or whatever. Yep. And I think Ross said, I didn't hold back. So I think Ross gave a, a, a bit of a bake or they had a forthright conversation, which is probably mm. half an hour of Ross yelling at you and you just kind of put the phone down, go and get a coffee and come back. And he's like, and another thing.
1: Well, could you imagine too? Because you know they would have rocked up to the ground, and they would have been like, "Oh, they just closed the roof, yep. and just the fucking tick would have started." Yeah, in for, Ross sure, Lyon. for sure. Would have been like, Are oh, there any
0: oh, more terrifying words in the world than "Ross Line is on the phone for you"? <laughs> 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 Apart from "Ross Line is at the door for you." Yeah, like
1: what I what I loved in his press conference is he's like, "I just hope that whoever, um, uh, you know," he said, he "clubs always follow processes," and he goes, oh, "I hope whoever." Uh, left that roof open, there's a process followed with them. Almost like, if that can't yep. still has a job yep. in two hours,
0: I will be down there and I'll be having words. But then he also said that, um, I think he was on 360, I think he said, that we prepare every week like it's a grand final. Yeah, it's like, he did say that. Well, fuck, man, you've lost a few grand finals. <laughs> <number then." laughs> yeah, you
1: fucking, you didn't know, you didn't come out of the blocks against North Melbourne very well. No,
0: no, it's kind of fallen over for this. We actually have them this week. Um so you know, that, I imagine they'll win, and that will still keep them in the loop, right? I've got to check out my ladder, but um,
1: well, where where are you playing them?
0: Uh, I think it might be at Marvel. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it is at. Uh, but yeah, no, they win. they they're they're definitely you know. I, th- the I think
1: they will play finals, but they just don't look like they'd be much of a threat yeah. at the moment. Yeah. but um, but they yeah they haven't had a good week because Nick Rewalt came out on a uh, on another podcast and said that uh, the standards at St Kilda had been uh, subpar for quite some time, and basically was having a crack at the way the club was run under Brett Ratton. And fuck, I love this when Brett Ratten was asked about that prior to the game against St Kilda when he was coaching North mm. on the weekend. He said. Well, how would, how would he know, how would Nick Rewalt know about standards? The only time we saw him was for a free physio. I
0: fucking love at the that. the
1: club. Oh, mate, what a fucking swat. That's a drive-by, a stop, a reverse up, <laughs> a pump more rounds into him, and drive off again.
0: I find that quite fascinating, though, that you can still pop into the club for medical services. I suppose if it's that, that physio particularly has been around for a while, then I suppose yeah. that's the one that Nick went to, maybe for his entire career, who knows. But I find it quite interesting when, when former people connected to a business still come into that business to use the facilities, I suppose you'd put it.
1: I, I guess, though, being like, you know, one of the, the best players that St Kilda's ever had, that they would feel like obligated, I guess, to give him a massage. If he just goes, if Nick Rebold just walks into the club rooms, jumps on the table, and just goes, oh, yeah, the carbs are tight, you just kind of like, Am I supposed to be? Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll just do this.
0: Then also you know I mean you're not short of a buck, Nick. Like you can go to a physio. <laughs> but weren't there stories like back in the day like when Hey, hey Hate Sa Day finished, like Daryl Summers would still go into Channel Nine to get a haircut and stuff like that?
1: Oh right. I yeah. heard that. Yeah,
0: I think there are little things like that. I'm sure I've used a former workplace. I I'm sure I've snuck in at some stage somewhere to take advantage of some colour photocopying or something.
1: Oh. Mate, when, yeah, when I've worked in various places, uh, my home printer never got a workout. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I'm sure I've I'm sure I've sure done something. I reckon I've probably even, like, just been in a rush and tapped into some Wi-Fi or something out the front of the building or something just to kind of get something done with it. well, quicker. that's fucking sad. Well, I don't know. I think I feel like back 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 <laughs> before, like, you know, that probably be back before phones and all that kind of shit. You had everything. Nature, yes, okay. like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Anyway, but yes. Hey, Adam. Hmm. Live show! Oh, we have an announcement! We do have an announcement. So,
1: Sunday, September 3, 4pm at Morris House, formerly European Beer Cafe. Um, It's going to be a fucking great show. And we are very pleased to announce none other than a relative of yours, Razor (laughs) Ray
0: Chamberlain. Razor Ray Chamberlain will be taking the stage to talk all things umpiring. This is a fucking get. This is a fucking good get by you, my friend. Because yeah. Razor is a very entertaining guy, from what I can gather. Uh, I mean, if anything, he's antics on the field. But I believe off the field, he's, just, he's very funny and very entertaining. So he will have some tales, mate. He will have oh, some Well I reckon tales. He,
1: he's, he's going to be great. And it's going to be a lot of fun to have a chat to him. One hopes that he has never heard an episode <laughs> of this podcast. We but, have
0: uh, we deleted all of our social media for the last 10 yes. years.
1: Yeah, exactly. So junk timers, uh, do come along. The tickets are available at trybooking.com. Obviously, we have other guests uh, just waiting to hear back from a couple more. So we should hopefully have them all locked off by next week. So Sunday, September 3, it's Father's Day. What better way? Spend the, um, you know, have lunch with your old man and then come on down to Morris' house, yep. bring him along and then try and explain to him What he's seeing.
0: Yeah. Bring me a birthday gift.
1: How do you reckon your dad would go if he came along?
0: Uh, Dad would know Razor Ray Chamberlain. Um, No, I mean, I remember... No, but
1: seeing our show, seeing the podcast.
0: Yeah. I mean, he'll he'll understand the footballness of it. But I remember a couple of years ago, I was heading off to come and do a live show and trying to explain to him what it was. And he couldn't get his head around that. Yeah, I was like, we're basically doing the show in front of people, and he was like, "But it's a podcast." I'm like, "Yeah," but he doesn't know what a podcast is either. So, yeah, yeah. but he can find like a clause in the statute of the constitution and kind of you know fix the wording of it for you. But he kind of go, "I don't know how to use a dishwasher."
1: Now, he, one guess that we have had on the uh, show yep. uh, a couple of years ago now was uh, Luke Beveridge, who's found himself uh, in a little bit of trouble. With He broke his hand trying to inspire his team against the Sydney Swans a couple of weeks ago.
0: So he reckoned he broke the hand. I think it was half-time. He gave a mm. bit of a thump to the whiteboard, but he reckons it wasn't kind of the ferocity of the thump. It was more he caught it at a weird angle, and therefore it broke a little bit. Actually, had to go to surgery.
1: Yes, so the, the, uh, what I had heard was that uh, he hit something that was quite soft that had like a brick wall behind it, uh, and he yep. didn't realise that was behind it. So that's gone through and broken his hand. And they tried to keep it kind of quiet, mm. like they were just like, oh, no one needs to know about this. But um, it got out there. The
0: Bevo fucking he got angry. I wonder why you need to have surgery. What are they attaching in your hand? Well, actually, your hand's be quite complicated, wouldn't it? But I've been hearing some stuff as well, Adam. I've been oh, hearing. Here go. I, I, you got some mail. The jungle drums have been beating for me down at <laughs> yeah, Clubland. Okay. Yeah. And I've been hearing a little story that maybe, just maybe, it wasn't a whiteboard. I've been hearing a little bit of talk that maybe, just maybe, someone got a little bit behind on their payments through the JunkBet app mm. and that someone had to get paid a little visit by Junkie the Bear.
1: Yep, mate, when you want to go your multi and you don't get it all and you've gone all in on your house, you fucking owe us a house, Bevo. Yep. That's all we're saying, mate. Yep. You pay your debts is what we are saying.
0: Uh, what, all we're saying is that it could have been a lot worse, Mr. Beveridge. Yeah. Yep.
1: You just have a look at Will Ashcraft on the weekend. He's not playing uh-huh. for a year yep. and we're just saying, mate... He could be if he paid his debts. You know what I'm saying?
0: That's just saying there's a little guy called John Brown who used to have his face caved in every now and then. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: He talks about coming off better than the car, but I don't think he did. You're he right paid right? his debts after that car cleaned him up in Queensland. Then
0: let's just say that when uh, Stevie J broke his ankles after jumping <laughs> over the fence at the potty Pub, uh, maybe someone uh, paid him a little visit, if you get my drift. <laughs> i
1: tell you what, someone who we won't ever have to visit is Adam Simpson, coach of the West Coast Eagles. The motherfucker's just bought himself two Hungry Jacks franchise. Well,
0: yes, yeah, so I think this one was the second one. I think he already had one. And he's, oh, gone, okay. he's gone, I'm king of the castle here. How about I add another little Hungry Jacks to my uh, property portfolio? Mm. But I do love the Western Australian article. And by the way, this was only reported in the Western Australian. Yeah. Um, is that it was kind of almost like a hint. Oh, he intends to... Uh, uh, well, I don't think he actually really has a say on this, but he intends to, uh, uh, what do you call it, B- stay out his entire contract till the end of 2025 because yep. he bought these two, he's got these two Hungry Jacks. and therefore Oh, that's, so he's stuck to them. That's keeping him in WA. And it's like, I'll prove to you, West Coast, I'm committed to this job. Watch me, watch <laughs> me buy this Hungry Jacks. Yeah.
1: I mean, it kind of works pretty well. Although, no, does it doesn't work well for him because Hungry Jacks sponsor the club ah. and have done for a long time. So, does that mean it's a tax write off
0: for well, Simo? Well, that's actually a very good point in the article. Is he it,
1: paying his own wages and
0: buying the franchise at the same time? How does this work? I'm seeing tax dodge, is what I'm hearing. Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's absolutely what's happened. But um, the uh, <laughs> but the AFL has had to tick it off. Like, actually, there was in the article, I don't know if you read the whole article, but like, um, the Eagles was had to come out and say, nothing to see here. And then the AFL yeah. came out and said, yeah, no, we're across as well, but, you know. It's you know private business, like it's um, no no fault. So, what I'm looking at is probably Simo will probably be charged uh, shortly <laughs> by the ACO.
1: <laughs> you know what I love though is if you um, are in the West Coast team and you get dropped, you don't go back to the waffle. You go to Simo's Hungry Jacks <laughs> for the weekend. You're working the drive-through. You're working the fryer. Yeah. Um. You know, you're getting the burgers putting them, which I love about Hungry Jacks, you're putting them in a microwave at head height and buzzing them for a minute yep. and just frying the burger and your
0: brain. I actually remember going to the um, Sumo's Hungry Jacks and mm. I thought it was quite a nice touch that he had a Boris the Chicken Burger, which I thought <laughs> <it> was... <laughs>
1: Ah, oh, that's a there's a deep dive for anyone who wants it. Do
0: you think he do you think he works behind the counter and stuff? Do you think he puts in many appearances? Like kind of, you know, I, I think it'd be kind of cool to, you know, be a little kid and go down and you've got the coach of the Eagles kind of cleaning the toilets.
1: I mean that'd be pretty great. Or else does he appear like a um uh Gus Fring in Breaking Bad, where he's just there and he just comes over to people. and goes, "Are you enjoying your meal?" Okay, and like, yeah, yeah. And he just stands there and just freaks them out. Because I, I don't, I'm not saying I'm just you know Perth is. I'm just saying this Perth is methy. I'm not saying it's a front, <laughs> but I'm just saying that it happened in a TV show. So you know, sometimes art imitates life. You know what I'm saying? Or do you
0: think when they do like under the under the table payments, like you know, do you think they pay like uh, Luke Shuey's wife? $500,000 to work the grill for a shift every week. Yeah.
1: Have we just got ourselves in about, I don't know, 16 bits of libelous
0: moments? But I imagine Th- These are all al- allegedly people. Yeah, they're, they're not made us. up. I, I imagine yeah. this is um, a fair cash cow for him, though, too. Oh, dude,
1: don't they say that these things are like fucking licensed to print money? If I imagine. Can get
0: one? I imagine, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I suppose Hungry Jacks has more of a hook on WA. I mean, originated there. But yeah. I feel it has more of a hook on WA than anywhere else in the country. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was very competitive with the number of Hungry Jacks compared to the number of McDonald's over there.
1: Why did it. Because I remember it was, uh, yeah, when it first came to Melbourne, it was quite a big deal.
0: Like uh, I reckon it was like maybe early nineties. I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, actually, probably. Yeah, it's never quite caught my eye. When's the last time you had a whopper? Oh, it'd be a couple of a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I I think I've last had one. I reckon a good like twenty. Five ish years ago, and it still repeats on me now.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. I suppose it's not really—it's not really an option, is it? Like in terms, of like there are enough of them around, but like no, no one's ever gone. Let's do a, a Hungry Jack's run, you know? A Burger King run. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's never really. is com- so much easier. Like nephews and nieces, like mine, like I don't think they've—they probably have eaten at a Hungry Jack's, but it's never been a topic of conversation.
1: No, well, they'd be more inclined to go to the AFL kitchen and bar. Well,
0: that's the thing. I mean, it's the trips out to the airport that are killing me, all the tolls. (laughs) 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 Let alone the fucking prices, Gil. Yes. Get get control on that.
1: Now, uh, Australia's. Ash's campaign almost completely and utterly fell apart during the week.
0: And we got a revelation as to why Stewie Jew had joined the team. Stewie Jew was there. So we're still trying to speculate as to why he was over there. But well, mm. probably a week after getting the sack from the Suns, he um, yep. went over a little sojourn to Manchester. Yeah. Uh, and he joined the team in some kind of role. Um...
1: <laughs> Mate, you're better than this. He joined the team in a um, in an undetermined uh, role,
0: and now people were saying that maybe Travis Head got him into the uh, into the gang.
1: I, yeah, so apparently no, they know each other, but I, I can't. I just don't know how. Just because Stewie Jew when he played in Adelaide at Port Adelaide, Travis Head would have been like a kid.
0: I just looked him up in 08, so Stewie's um, triumph at Hawthorn. Travis yeah. Head was fifteen. Okay. So. Unless he was, you know, mentoring a very young Travis Head through his cricketing game,
1: um, might he have known Andrew McDonald, um, who, you know, uh, when Stewie Jew was at Hawthorn, uh, maybe Andrew McDonald they cross paths somehow, somewhere. I'm not sure the connection. Who the fuck is that? How An- he ended up. <laughs> who, the An-
0: who the fuck is Andrew McDonald? Uh, the coach of Australia. Oh, gotcha. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. Macca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe there's a world of coaching that they kind of, you know, they feed off each other and they. Uh, yeah.
1: But they, anyway, they got him across and just said, Hey Stewie, how do you reckon it's uh what do you reckon we should do? And he's like, Oh, I'd probably start well with each of your innings, mm-hmm. like the Gold Coast, yeah. and then pretend like it's the second half of the season and just fall apart mm-hmm. and pray for someone to rescue you, yeah. i.e. the AFL. Yeah. Which was the rain. Yeah. So it played out exactly as a Gold
0: Coast season would. That's what you need. That's what you need. Mm. That's what the Australian cricket team needs. They need that kind of expertise. Where yes. they go, Hey, hey, We've got a guy uh, coming to the club, uh, yeah. coming to the team, Yeah, for the very Leeds 11, uh, very difficult to get a spot in this team, so we need the best going around. Mm. And so what we're going to do is we're going to get a guy in, coached a lot of Australian rules football uh, at, yep. the, at the top level. Oh, great. Yep. Great. Sweet. So how many premierships have you got? Uh, look, premierships... As a aren't, Yeah, uh, Well, no, as a, as a coach. You know. yeah. And they go, oh, well, no, no premierships, it's a coach. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But But like... Successful finals. team like grand final yeah. finals yeah. and like, look, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool! And so like, is he just taking a quick break? Is it like yeah. have they? Is, is season over? A, a early off season or something like that? Yeah. And they're like, oh look, now he 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 got he got sacked last week by the team that's been the worst performed team in <laughs> the <for> twelve years.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, good. Let's hear what he's got to say.
0: It'd be a lot of fun though, actually, wouldn't it? Sure. Oh my
1: god! Like as a as a sports fan, yeah. And to get into the inner sanctum of the AFL, uh, sorry, the uh, Ashes team would be next level because for so many years basically closed shop, and now they're kind of you know letting people in.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're gone a bit hippy dippy. The Australian cricket team, haven't they?
1: Yeah, and it's certainly not paying off. Everyone knows is Col- okay. Is Collingwood here? We go. Tactical question without notice. Is Collingwood the Bazball of the AFL?
0: I think I might have seen a headline or something like that. Fucking um, no you didn't, mate. I just thought of it then. No, I think they I think they referred to it as like Baz Footy or something. Yeah. I feel like I yeah, feel right. like that might be the thing. I feel like Baz ball is gonna become a thing. So it's like almost like though you know, if you see someone have a fight in a Hungry Jacks, like a fight breaks out <laughs> and, and, and someone goes nuts with a chair, people just be like, Oh, he's the baz ball of fighting.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Is it the new has it taken over from money ball? No matter Even, uh, so Moneyball the movie was like specifically picking people for role players, Mm. and now it just any trade is a Moneyball trade. And you're like, well, no, that doesn't make sense. Like Luke Jackson wasn't a Moneyball trade because Mm. they paid fucking overs for him and they knew what he was going to bring. But they go, oh, it's Moneyball. And you're like, oh, no. Now, yes, everything will become Bazball.
0: I wonder how much Moneyball plays a part nowadays. Like I wonder how much they still kind of use those kind of things. Because also... You know, these trends all chop and change And eventually, you know, someone goes Oh, fuck it, let's just spend $10 million on a player And just get them, you know
1: Well, I guess though Collingwood did have Kind of a money ball look at this season They brought in Dan McStay They brought in Tom Mitchell To fill those roles that they didn't have And they weren't high-priced players So I think it can still well, I, I think I m- Graham I think Wright go- seems to be the k- the king of it, doesn't he? Sorry? Graham Wright seems to be the king
0: of it. Yeah, well, I think – well, they got really grundy. I don't know if they're paying a bit of Grundy's contract. But they um, are. Yeah, gotcha. But, again, it's not the million. It's like the little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Tom Mitchell, Hawthorne's paying a bit of that contract. So, what goes See? around comes around, mate.
1: Bloody money ball, mate. Bloody money ball. I'll tell you, there's been a sadness across the AFL mm. uh, landscape this last couple of days. And I'm sorry we haven't spoken about it earlier, junk timers, but um, it's with a sad heart that we announced uh, – Tom Brown,
0: stepping away from um, making up stories. (laughs) Now, when I heard the news, I actually... Where were you?
1: Where were you? That's what everyone will talk about. Where were you the day?
0: I was um, at training, uh, Melbourne training, uh, looking at Clayton Clayton Oliver's hamstring, uh, just so I can tweet that maybe he might have done a lap, maybe done two, (laughs) possibly done five. Um, I was sceptical when Tom Brown um, announced he was leaving by the fact that I've not believed anything that's come <laughs> out of his <laughs> mouth. <mind. laughs> yeah. But he's heading off to MI Financial. Mm. Now, MI Financial, I, I tried to read what they do and I um, uh, couldn't really work it out. But they talk about him doing their corporate video content.
1: Yeah, almost like a social media manager type thing, but on a, on a grander scale, if you will. But I
0: don't know if it is a grander scale because I went to the MA Financial Group YouTube channel yeah. and they have like, you know, five videos and like yep. 44 subscribers. And like one of them was... Well, that's about to change. Um, well, that's a good point. But then if you look at the team, look at the team, the team of MA Financial, mm. guess, who's a, guess who's a non-executive director and independent chairman? Oh, uh, mate,
1: this is, I know <laughs> what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say, mate, but that is just fucking coincidence, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to tell me that his dad
0: am just. Is uh, an, uh, uh, it's just coincidence, it, buddy. It shocked me. It shocked me so much. It just made, like Tom's, Tom's news-breaking abilities shocked me regularly. Uh, <laughs> it shocked me that uh, yep. dad was uh, uh, the, the kind of non-executive chairman. But then you roll through, it's just a bit of a Sydney Swans thing. We've got um, Andrew uh, Pridham. Yep. Chairman of Swans. He's the chairman of the... Vice chairman. Then we got um, Richard Collis as well. Oh, yeah. And then you roll down a bit further. Uh, of this Don't tell
1: me Roosie's a fucking director who directs from <laughs> no, Hawaii.
0: No, so the old guy from Behind the golf. <laughs> yeah, okay, Kenny, good. <laughs> and from, then, from the grave. And then Mike Pike. Really? Yeah, Mike Pike is an institutional capital. Whatever that means. Head of institutional capital and responsible for asset managing. And then... It doesn't actually mention that he played for the Swans. Goes through his that background. That is surprising. Doesn't mention anything about it. Because did you know
1: he was a can- from Canada and played rugby? I did
0: hear rumours from Canada. Uh, he was from Canada. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, I. I don't know. I, I'm going to presume actually he was a very tall guy. He probably did actually have a basketball background as well.
1: Yeah, you'd have to. He found time and space. Did you know though? I only found this out after reading about Tom Brown this week. Did you know he was originally a lawyer? Ah,
0: yeah, I saw that too.
1: Yeah, I was surprised by that. I just saw it. He, you know, because he was a journalist, I thought he'd started off in journalism. But the man is, has got many hats, um, that his dad also wears.
0: Um, well, he, he, they have said he had a uh, another kid recently, and his wife. So it could be a family thing. Maybe possibly like his his wife's from Sydney, and they want to you know go back there. Yeah, I
1: did read that. He, his partner is from Sydney. Oh, so okay, yeah. So there we go. That might be it. So yeah, back there. Yeah. So and Tommy, you know, there's, Tommy there's, there's walking around to a <laughs> broken. This used to be broken in Sydney, though. That's well, a that's saying. a
0: thing. There are two clubs there, man. Um, yeah. But I like the idea of Tom bringing his journalistic integrity to the uh, the YouTube channel of MA yeah, yeah. Financial and just like, on, you know, the speculation that, uh, you know, the markets in China are going to. <laughs> anyway. We hear crypto could be
1: crashing, but we're not sure. Crypto could be good as well. Yeah. But we'll find that out. Let uh, me t- exclusive let at seven.
0: Let me tweet that crypto's good and then five minutes later yeah. tweet that crypto's bad. <laughs> Hey uh, footballers in real life, man. Hit me. We have from Tom. Hi gents. Have been meaning to send this one. Back in April, I was delivering a document to one of Twiggy Forest companies at the old Swan Brewery in Perth. Moment a bit going on there. Moment silence for the billionaire following his tragic divorce. It is sad. As I was heading up the elevator, I saw none other than Fremantle legend and otherwise anonymous footballer David Mundy. The great man was suited up, no tie and carrying a file. So he was clearly there for business. Oh, yeah, he means business. Oh, yeah,
1: fuck. When David Mundy, when it was the hair <laughs>
0: tied up, that's what I want to know, was his hair in a little ponytail? Because
1: then he really means fucking business. For
0: sure. I mean, I call him no tie Monday. Mundy. Yeah. Like, when, when Mundy's not wearing yeah. the tie, that's, like, that's why he's always great on the football field, because he didn't have a tie on. Nah, never wore a tie. <laughs> he entered the elevator and got off at the same level as me, either heading into Mindaroo Foundation, uh, Tatarang or Wailoo Metals, all Twiggy companies. Ooh, Ma- that's a lot of companies for one man. Maybe putting his honours thesis on abalone growth to good use considering Mindaroo Foundation's focus on oceans. Uh, maybe okay. being a good WA boy and getting into Wailoo's mining business, a true mystery that calls for, for wild speculation. you <laughs> <laughs> have come to the right group. Here's a link to the great man's marine scientist thesis. So you can click on the link and you can read uh, what the thesis says. And in the tradition of all footballers, it's like, mm. as I laced up my boots for the final time, I could hear the crowd chanting in the background. I thought to myself, how did I get here? I was born in a country town in WA, but <laughs> That's how they will be. Uh,
1: this is his thesis title, and I'm sure it's probably the title of his next book, but it's estimating variation in growth of Haliotosis la mm. across a sea ranching operation mm. in southwestern Australia. And you're like, come on, Monday. Everyone's fucking done that, mate.
0: Well, then you look, you read it a little bit further. It's actually a very short thesis. It just says good call, bad call, and it <laughs> says bad call, which I. Follow. It just says abalone, good call, bad call. Uh, here we have from Luke. This one is slightly historical, but in July 2022, I was at the local library with my kids, who were two, four, and six at the time. Yes, I'm doing very well. It was a rainy day, so I thought I would take them down to have a play in the indoor playground there to burn off some energy. Give my wife a break from the screaming. <laughs> Wait, are you a Vietnam uh, vet or something Yeah. Like <laughs> 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 I the chopper. Anyway, as I was there trying to stop my youngest from climbing up the outside of a safety netting I, of the safety netting, I noticed a tall, lean individual with flowing sandy blonde curly locks. He looked familiar, and I stared at him for a while before realizing it was none other than Fremantle Dockers and Hollywood superstar Chris Maine. Got a lot of the mundy about him as well.
1: Yeah, and I didn't know that
0: he went back to WA. Well, I don't think we have said that we're in WA at this stage. Oh, I just
1: assumed, okay. Uh,
0: hoping, um, Chris Mayne, he was there with his daughter, who seemed to be aged somewhere between my youngest two. Hoping to strike up some conversation with the great man, I encouraged my kids to play with his daughter and get her to join in their game. My hope was that once the kids had developed some friendship, I could manage to break the ice with some conversation. Smart. Smart way in. How many fucking dads have done this though? Like with their kids at a playground? Absolutely. Or something. Just going, yeah, just go kick the ball with that kid over there so I can chat to dad for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chat to mum. <laughs> the, strategy <laughs> the strategy seemed to be working well with the younger main eagerly joining the game and ended up running around and playing with my three for about 45 minutes. Chris seemed to be engrossed in something on his phone, only looking up every few minutes to check on the play situation before going straight back to whatever he was scrolling through.
1: Ah, so that's tough to break in when he's on the phone. you got to be like, Ah, oh, look at that kid. What about the fucking 2018 Grand Final, yeah. mate?
0: but you've got to like, uh, you, you, trip up. you trip up the little kid and just like, Oh, they've had a whoopsie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here, 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 yeah. Here, here, here. yeah. Uh, Drive your knees into their... Give him a bit of a Sammy Mitchell (laughs) knee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Perhaps he was doing some last-minute research on opposition players as part of his coaching duties with the Perth Demons. There you go. Rosie. Uh, Or perhaps more likely, he was deliberately avoiding my attempts to become best buddies. (laughs) Anyway, after some time, he called out to his daughter, seemingly because they had to get home for some lunch... Although thrilling, my close brush with fame was a little disappointing and I've mm. been wondering ever since what else I could have done to get to know the great man. Um, P.S. I didn't see Chris again until a few months later when I was driving a removal van during a house move, in brackets, not doing very well as I decided against paying a removalist.
1: Oh, big fucking error. Oh, God, the move, doing the move yourself.
0: I man, uh, I, I got told by mate, that I recommended a moving company, the one I used about four years ago. And uh, they were just cheap and they were fine. And then um, she told me they uh, took all their stuff up from Melbourne to um, Sydney and then at the gate tried to stiff arm her for another two grand.
1: Two grand? Yeah,
0: yeah they said you're like six cubic metres over. And they were like, you give us two grand or we're fucking off. And she's like, oh, no, you're not doing that. She said she went full mum on them.
1: <laughs> yeah, good. Fucking hell. Yeah,
0: dude. Um, he was waiting at a giveaway sign at the street I was turning into. I gave him a big wave, uh, but again, got no response. I'm starting to think Chris Mayne may not want to be friends with me. <laughs> or perhaps he was just really busy with thoughts on his mind. They're two great footballers in real life. I like them today.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And Perth, Perth delivering. Thank you, Perth. And if anyone sees Adam Simpson at Hungry Jacks, so either yeah. uh, you know, uh, abusing his staff or working there, yeah, we want to know.
0: Yeah, or he's just kind of maybe up in some skills because he uh, he might yeah. he might need to uh, improve the CV in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Hey, don't forget our live show September three. Tickets can be found at Try Booking Razor Ray Chamberlain will be joining us plus more. We're gonna hit the road. We are junk time for Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. And go hook, go Blues against the Pies this week. It's gonna be well, we're gonna lose. But anyway, go Blues. I'm from Windy Hill. We're the toughest, we're the team we're gonna kill. Listen up, guys, cause Richmond's
1: here, and we're the only team that you should fear. The black and gold ain't where it's at. The blues are the team that'll knock them all flat. Stop your bossing, the saints have arrived. You'll all be sorry when we make the five. Y'all may be tough, but have no fear. It's Collingwood's turn for the flag this year. We're the